You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it to so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause. Without a man, but you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to AV Underground, the podcast where we talk to you about what it's like getting started as a content creator, all the tips, tricks, struggles, and realities that go along with that. I'm Josh Needham, and I'm here today in studio with... Uh, the as ever MJ Watson. Yes, that's the one, the ever MJ Watson. Yeah. You may notice that this is the second episode that we have had intro title music on. It's a new thing we just started last week, because uh, as one of our... Uh, free resources for content creators, the free music archive. Uh, I kind of, we made the, the realization that so long as I'm not advertising, like the stuff is there. I really, I really dug the song and I wanted to uh, throw the shout out to the creator there as well as being able to, I felt it was appropriate. A song titled nine to thrive. Like, yeah, it seems like that's too well. It fits way too well. So that's in there. That's great. We're we're going to be adding some new cool stuff to the podcast. Uh, it's been we talked about advertising a while back and like ways to make money as a new content creator. And, you know, the people that go full on a thousand ads on your website and barely any content, but you're posting frequently enough that like hopefully those ads reach people and you make a revenue, which I feel is a really cheap way. And people going to your website like they get that feeling like you don't really value me being here except for the fact that I'm going to accidentally click yeah. on an ad you because value, it's too you many. You value my dollar, not my Right. Yeah. And so I've been doing a lot of thinking with, you know, how to put the business model together. We talked about that a few episodes ago as well was the um, the business model I'm trying to work on that doesn't center around advertising but also helps, you know, independent content creators and authors get paid. And you know, yeah, it's going to take it's going to take a few months of working at it to see if it's even doing anything. And that's a that's a painful process. I tell you that right now. Yeah. Waiting is the most painful thing you're ever going to do, especially when you think you've got an idea. Yeah. Like, especially when you think you've got a good one. And which is actually going to tie into what I want to talk about in a little bit. But so I've been trying to think of cool ways to get the podcast up and going and not have to throw advertisements in it. So we're making our own darn advertisements. Damn right. Screw those ad agencies. We can do this, right? Uh, I say that, but I'm going to end up needing ad agencies someday in my life. So uh, don't recall this podcast if I'm ever looking for ads. <laughs> Future employers, don't look at this. All right. I just lost my train of thought. What a great day. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is going to be a real casual episode of AV Underground because we've uh, – like like what Josh says, he's been working a lot on this podcast. He's also been working on his own. I've been working on mine, and we have we've been planning for upcoming episodes a lot to the point where this episode's become a very a very much a, a smorgasbord of whatever comes to mind. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a laid back laid back episode. Which okay, that's one of the things I want to talk about because Watson, you and I were talking about before this podcast um, started this morning that. I've had a weird situation. I don't know if it's just me or if other content creators are experiencing the same thing. So I actually want to pose that question to our listeners. Um, what I'm about to talk about just is something that's been going on with me. And I don't know if I'm just completely kooky crazy or if this is happening to other people as well. So what I'm realizing 
is when I have time to just kind of sit and I don't have anything to do, I start getting like my stomach starts churning in that way when you're like really nervous about something like something you have to do. Like if you have to go to well, when you were a kid, and you had to go to the doctors and you're like, they're just going to stick me full of needles. I hate this. Yeah. And you're just like super nervous. It's like that kind of stomach churning, nauseating nervousness. But it's when I have nothing to do. If I find that if I'm under incredible amounts of pressure, like when I was working uh, at Dunkin Donuts and you're just constantly under customer pressure. And when I was um, like whenever things get into crazy situations, like that day that one of my coworkers walked out on me. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got a drive line out to the road and everything is super stressful and this is where I'm about to excel. And that's for whatever reason, when I'm under incredible amounts of pressure, I'm fine. When I have time to relax, I, I feel like I've forgotten how to relax, how mm -hmm. to chill. Like I have no more chill mode. I'm just kind of like I have to always be doing something. It's like you ever seen Limitless? Yeah, yeah. That, that scene in Limitless where he's standing on top of the cliff and he's like, I felt like if I wasn't moving forward, I was going to explode. That is a great quote. Yep. That is the feeling that I've been having on any days that I have off. And I want to keep myself from scheduling so many things into my weekends because I work a day job during the week and that keeps me pretty busy for about 12 hours of my day, four days a week. So it's not even a full week. I have three day weekends, which is super great. I love it. But it's I, I don't. I almost don't want to be alone with myself. Like <laughs> it's it's weird because it's like with me it's even if it's not like like what you're saying even if like you have all day off it's not like I'm with I'm gonna say this preface this with I'm with Josh as like when we were talking about this earlier I was telling him I'm the same way but it's not even just with like an all day thing like both today like today before the podcast I had to help my I had to help my dad move a couch before I had to come here and I had like two hours in between helping my dad. And coming here and I was just home sitting doing nothing and I was getting that feeling just sitting at home being like killing time waiting to come here and it's just one it's I don't get it like to, like, to the point I don't know why I'm feeling like that because like it's like I'm also one of those people who likes to work off inspiration and like you I don't like to schedule my weekends because sometimes I like to wake up and just be like let shit come to me today but yeah. at the same time I walk myself into that trap of oh my god I'm not doing anything right now why am I not doing anything right now it's it's weird because it's a, a strange juxtaposition between I'm not going to schedule anything for my weekends I'm not making any plans because I need to be free to be inspired but in the same right you're scheduling or you're keeping from doing anything that would inspire you in the first place right and I, I have this weird thing when I have conversations with people, which is why I like talk like it's nobody's business. Um, <laughs> yep. But I, I talk a lot because half the time I could think about these things in my head for days on end. But as soon as I talk with someone about it and I say it out loud, I'm like, oh, OK, this makes sense. Now. Yeah, this, this sounds right. So I am probably going to if it continues to go on, because it's been a few weeks now and I'm like, OK, it's not a stomach bug. Like, yeah, I would have been much worse off if this was a stomach bug. And it's like the other day I went to a, an anniversary party for a friend of mine and I was not feeling well prior to getting there. Prior to getting there, I wasn't doing anything. I had a three hour block between one, my graduation party and yeah. this. And in that three hour block, it's that stressful moment of like, I don't have enough time to start doing something. So don't yes. start something, but also, okay, well, I have something I need to be I need to go and do. And then my brain's like, yeah, but maybe you're not feeling so great. Maybe you should just cancel those plans, which mm -hmm. let me let me say that uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but canceling plans is like crack. If you've ever had plans and then canceled last minute, you're like, oh, that rush, that oh, feeling of like, oh, my God, I suddenly have 
a whole day free. Even if it was like a two hour thing you had to do in the middle of your day, you're like, my whole day is mine now. What do I do with it? And then you end yeah. up doing like nothing productive it's, whatsoever. It is. Just, it is the worst thing. And like, like I'll say this now and any of my friends who listen to my podcast, they know I'm known as like the worst friend to make plans with and like get, get with. So I'll apologize. Like I know I am. And it's just one of it, but it really is. It's like once you Which do, is strange to me because you've been showing up here every week on the day to do your podcast and now AV Underground. And uh, it's like clockwork. Yeah, it really but. is. But like the second, the second, like I have, like, you, like, it's funny too, because like, it feels like every time that I have plans for like, that are going to take like my whole day or like six or seven hours of my day is always the days like right beforehand. I'm like inspired to do something. Like it's the one time I feel good. Like, like you're saying like you didn't feel great before your anniversary party. Like to me, those are the times that I actually do it. I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired now. Like I want to, I don't want to go to this party because I want to work on what I'm working on. See, I feel like that before work. <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially exactly. when I was working afternoon shifts, I'd like be going in for one and it'd be noon oh and I'm God. all of a sudden at noon. It's like, boom, inspiration. And I'm like, do I same thing? Do I call out? Like, should I just call into work and be like, I'm way too inspired to come in today. I can't work for you. I need to work for myself. <laughs> so like I'm way too intelligent to be wasting my time at your establishment. <laughs> I actually used to do that with uh, my old factory job. I say used to like I've, ne I've never been the type to call out yeah. on any sort of a frequent no. basis. No, I've gone years without having a single sick day. So like that's impressive. I usually um, mass one per year. Yeah, I, I started thinking about it near the tail end of my factory time because I started realizing I was getting more and more inspiration during the school day when I was hanging out with like you and Piscopo and all of our friends that are in the media group. And I was like, I would leave the college campus feeling like super inspired. And I want to go do something. And then I get home and be like, but now I have to sleep so I can go to work tonight or or I could work on something. But I was like, I could, I told myself I can only call out if I know I'm going to be more productive at mm -hmm. home than I would be at work. Yes. So a lot of the time I didn't end up calling out because yep. I know myself too well. And I was like, I'm just going to sit at home and not do anything. And that's the problem. Yeah. But I think it's, it's a little weird for me now. I was talking to Annabelle about it a little bit last night because like for someone who's gone from a full-time job with full-time school, then drop the full-time job to do like two or three part-time jobs at a time and school and doing that for the last two and a half years and then all of a sudden December hit so college is over and in January just about a month after I have no more schooling to do uh, because my degree program's done and I haven't made the decision to go back to school just for those listening yeah. that don't know um, I just got my associates and I'm done for the time being uh, my education is never going to be over but I don't know if I'm going to continue a formal education yet so I'm off of school I have nothing going on as far as school goes. So rather than picking up extra hours at work, I was like, I'm going to try and do my own thing. And I spent actually, now that I think back on it, those first few weeks, I wasn't feeling well. So I wasn't doing a lot of stuff. And then I went from having a very high stress, high pressure job to working something closer related into my field. And the people that I work with are so calm and relaxed. The job is so not stressful. <laughs> it's weird. That... Now it's like I went from very high stress, very high performance that, you know, most people would lose their mind. And now I'm in this environment that's very relaxing. And, you know, between the three day weekends and the relaxing job, it's like I almost I feel bad complaining that I have too much time to myself and too much like too lack of stress. But I almost feel like when I'm not stressed, I when I'm not under pressure. I stress myself out because I should be doing something. It, it was a very abrupt stop. And I don't know if it's something that it's just going to take me a little bit of time to work myself into a new routine yeah. and learn how to relax again. Or if it's just, no, this is your life now. You better keep busy or you're going to realize how not well you feel. Yeah, let me 
Oh crap! I, I, I had a way to word this. Um, okay, let me let me ask you this: Why do you think you work well under pressure? I don't entirely know what it is. I kind of want to attribute it to what we were discussing with flow states. Yeah. Uh, is there something in my head that when we, when it gets to a point of something horrible has happened, my brain's just like, okay, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I don't know if that's just like I've never had to deal with life-threatening situations, so not <laughs> stuff like that. I but I mean <laughs> things of like working understaffed and having a lot of yes. pressure from customers uh, that situation where I had a coworker walk out on me and we were backed up into the like the road and I'm like, well, OK, I, it's, it's weird because I find that I stress about like stupid things and the things that I probably should stress about don't bother me. Exactly. So that's what I was going to just get into, because for me, it's a matter of I'm the same way that I work well under pressure. And I'm one of those people. I don't say that because I don't understand why I work so well under pressure, because I'm usually one of those people like. I'm a very nervous person. I've just always had, even if I don't show that, I've always been a very nervous person. And like uh, when I used to run um, the camp, I used to run a camp. So basically like I'd, ha I'd be in charge of like 30 kids. I had other coworkers, but like the same thing you were saying, like similar to Duncan's is you'd show up and sometimes situations just change in a dime. And all of a sudden someone has to step up. And for some reason, I always did. Even if I didn't want to, even if I like knew I couldn't or like thought I couldn't, I always did and it always ended up working out. And that's something that's always weird to me is I feel like the fact that I put so much unnecessary pressure on me all the time, like like with like content, with being like I need to get something done right now or I need to I need to be busy right now. The fact that I put so much pressure on myself in those moments that when it comes to the real like you're saying those are stupid things not not in the grand scheme of things but those are stupid things to be putting your pressure on because when it comes to real life pressure moments it feels like i just i just i'm like i've, I've been like this all day i'm ready to go <laughs> like, like this this is just new to me it's now. like situations where i'm like okay well rent is due next week and i don't know how i'm going to afford it like yeah. i've had those situations going through college doesn't stress me out my car broke down again doesn't, doesn't stress, stress me, me out, out. uh stupid things like things that most people would be freaking out about. am i wasting these next three hours sitting here doing nothing is like that's what stresses, stresses me, me out stresses me the absolutely fuck out. and it's am i wasting my life for the next three hours by not accomplishing a goal in the next three hours like exactly that? it's crazy and i want to know i want to like reach out to our community and be like if you're starting off as a content creator or maybe you've been doing something for a few years like is this something that you experience do you have tips for that or because are we just cuckoo? Right now, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, if this continues on for much longer, I'm probably going to seek like a medical professional. And be like, <laughs> yeah. Listen, like I need to talk with somebody that knows a lot about what they're doing because yeah. I need to know what I do about it. Yeah. And then when I figure it out, I can tell you guys. But until then, this is just kind of like a how we're feeling, how we're doing. So I also realized something else the other day that I I caught myself in the middle of it because I was writing myself a note on my computer at work. And... I was sitting at work and I'm thinking about, okay, well, how do I, how do I make it so my weekends actually have time to relax? And well, how about if I, if I move some things to during the week and I really wanted to start streaming again, so I should start doing a live stream on Twitch again. And then that led me down the, like, I started to feel like my web content that has been my focus for a little while now. It's finally at a point where it's starting to gain traction and yeah. drive viewers to our website. And now that it's starting to gain traction, I don't know if it's a fear response or what it is, but my brain's like, yeah, I don't feel like that's really working. Maybe we should just switch back over trying to live stream. And I rather than following that thought process, something in my head snapped and went, you do this every time. 
Like the other half of my brain's like every single time you we bastard. get to a point where we're starting to gain traction in one thing, you want to switch. We're not doing it. Yeah. Like the content creation. It's like and either find shoulder. a way to add it to what you're doing or don't do it. Like that's the thing we talked about last week with um, focus with the five things that you can do, picking yeah. your five things. So I immediately broke out my phone, opened up Evernote, and I made a list of the five things within Yadu that I want to be able to accomplish. And so I, I labeled them out. I put them in like the order they need to be in and why those are the things that are on my list. And I was like, all right, I need to focus on this now because that was the thing of it is I, I found something new that I would rather or thought that I would rather do. And rather than adding it to my list of things that I'm doing, I would switch to it. Yeah. So then the thing that was already starting to gain a following just stops abruptly. And it's, it's not great. Like yeah. that's part <laughs> of the reason it's not, it's self-destructive. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. It's very self-destructive for your brand to be so all over the place. Yeah. Cause you'll never, you'll never be able, you like, like I know people love the idea of a jack of all trades, good at everything, but not master of anything. Like that's like that's a good skill to have, but not with your when you're trying to make a brand. Because the whole idea of yeah. a brand is you can think you can look at something or think of something and be like, I know exactly what that is. And doing that in content just does like stretching yourself too thin in content just doesn't work. Like thinking about even in the six years that I was working factory life, like I pulled some things from that environment. A job that I hated, by the way, like I've pulled some things from the, those six years that I've been able to apply to my own productions, my own business model, my own way of like how I work with people. And it's been it's been really useful. So it's not like I look back on that and go, man, I wish those six years of my life didn't exist. It's like, yeah, I spent six years kind of and I wasn't so much a waste of time, but and I think it's the same way that I need to just like put the focus into one or a couple things without overloading myself mm -hmm. and put the focus there, no matter how much I think that this is or isn't what I want it to do, what I want regardless, it to be. Regardless of results, you have to, I feel like regardless of results, you have to finish it because you have to see the results. Yeah. And actually on that note, um, for everyone listening, the WYDG Gaming Radio network on Podbean or uh, yeah, dude.podbean.com. Our Podbean site has, um, <laughs> we'll get we <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it's been a day, man. Um, but we just passed 1000 total downloads this last week, which is insane to me. Cause we've only been on Podbean for a little over three months, I believe. Yeah. And so I was looking at the stats so that I could go over it with, uh, with Watson. We could talk about like what our most popular episodes of AV underground are and kind of work from there. And, what impressed the hell out of me was that we've been on for three or four months now and 503 roughly of those thousand downloads were within the last 30 days. We're rapidly gaining traction and I'm very excited about it. It's, it's one of those things that it's very slow to start yeah. with everything that you're doing. And that's always that point when it's about to kind of start gaining the traction and take off that I start switching and doing something else. Mm -hmm. The only thing I think um, that kept me going with podcasting was that I had other people relying on me for it. Yeah. Like it was Jeff's show. Jeff started it and Sarah started doing all of the research for it. I was producing it. But because it was the three of us and it wasn't just something I'm doing on my own, I was like, these guys are counting on me. And that really pushed me. And now it's a lot easier, I think, to continue going with things and realizing when I'm having those moments of, no, you're just doing this because of either fear of success, which is crazy. Like, yeah, no, it's a thing. People 
honestly, I think fear success more than they fear failure. Because the more I the found more that, work and more pressure that comes with success is more right, and not ever, knowing how to handle it really, uh-huh. like you maybe you're not ready for it. You yeah. feel like you need to be prepared for it, but you're really never gonna be prepared for it. Never. Um, um, well, let me ask you this. Well, I hope maybe this will help you think it out. Um, when because you're saying that whole thing now of like your whole switching up thing and like you get in your own head. I feel like I realize I'm asking you a lot of questions this podcast, but oh, that's fine. But you realize you get in your own head and you switch your whole like you do your whole switch thing, but now your head is telling you. Like, don't do that. Don't switch. Focus on your thing. Do you think you are more like that because you've been doing the podcast now and now that like you come to this, you come to this area and like you talk about your issues that now it's more, you have more of a, I don't want to say grasp. Yeah. No, the AV Underground gives me kind of an outlet and I'm sure it's the same for you it absolutely to talk is. about That's the problems we're having. And it's one of those things, like I said at the top of the podcast, when, when you talk like verbally with someone about the issues, sometimes things, certain things click that don't when you're just sitting meditating on it or thinking on it. Yeah. Um, the thing that I was going to bring up was that I found that a lot with jobs I've applied for. So I, a while back, beginning of the year, I applied for a social media coordinator for Boston Uprising's Overwatch team. And a little later on, more recently, I applied for a position as a weekend um, writer for uh, Channel 10 out of Rhode Island. So, you know, big name news company, big name Overwatch League, like... It, it both were pretty big deals as far as I was concerned. And I found when I was going through the interview process for Boston Uprising, this job would have, if I had got the job, would have moved me out to L.A. I would have had to go out to California, which is entirely across the country and situate myself out there for a year working on stuff with Boston Uprising. And then, you know, we'd come back out to Boston and whatever goes from there. And similarly with uh, with Channel 10, like I would have had to end up either commuting for a while ideally i would have ended up moving out there yeah but i was very nervous about it because both of these were kind of like where i feel my skill levels were at and then these jobs were both a few steps above that because that's what i want to do is put myself in an uncomfortable situation that i can learn from and become better and i found my biggest fear when applying for both of these wasn't getting rejected because if i get rejected at least i can say i tried yeah and they didn't want me But when it comes to like getting the job and thinking about, okay, well, how much is my life going to change? If I get, if they call me up for Boston Uprising and they're like, hey, we want you as our social media coordinator, how soon can you move to California? And I'm like, I have a lot of things to pack and (laughs) I have to figure out how I'm like moving. And there's so many other things that it brings up. My fears with both of those jobs was more actual success, like it was fearing what would happen if I got the job, not fearing rejection. And it's a very strange, strange thing. And I think that carries over a little bit for me into content creation, the fear of taking off and having an insane following. Yeah. And, you know, having the the massive numbers that a lot of these big names have, having the opportunities and then accidentally doing something wrong is a bigger fear than not having any traction whatsoever. Yeah, it absolutely is because like before before you get into content creating, like whatever whatever outlet it is, your whole thought is what are you always looking at? You're always looking at the big time and the big successful people and being like, wow, that looks great. That looks so fun. And then you don't realize it until you start. The second you start, that's when you start realizing, wow, these people have to go through this. They had to go through this and this and this like I did. 
I can't even imagine what they're going through now when they're at that point. And like, I get it. Cause like, to me, it was the same thing. It was completely like, I want to be successful in this industry because it looks like a great industry to be a part of. And the minute I started doing podcasts, I was like, holy shit, I can't even imagine what it's like being as successful as some of the podcasts out there and like the, yeah. the what they have to go through. It's weird to me a little bit, the whole, um, like thinking about how podcasting has become such a part of what I do during the week that I don't even really think about it much anymore. It's yeah. just like, it's a thing that I do. And, but because of that, there's something in my head that's like, oh, podcasting is never going to, you're not going to be able to make any sort of a career out of that. But there are people that like their entire like livelihood is based around podcasting. And like, they you look at like Night Vale. Yeah. Is a pot they have their own podcast network now and they've seen a lot of success from just podcasting. Yeah. The McElroys. So like yeah, there's there's mixtape, which is like a it's a sports podcast, but like they're literally just a podcast where they'll go for like two, three hours and it's just two dudes just talk and chop. <laughs> like yeah. And they're one of the most successful sports podcasts out there. One of my favorites, uh Anime Addicts Anonymous, has been running for years now. They're in like the four or five hundreds episodes, like yeah. and they do a weekly podcast talking about anime. And having seen how they've developed over the years and seeing like, you know, how they're able to hold things together has been it's interesting. Uh, it's it's just weird that in my head it doesn't click as something that I could be potentially doing. But um, I think it's I think it's just it's it, again, I'm going to say I feel like I have said this for every AV Underground episode, but it's just it's an imaginary pressure. It's like. I'm like, even thinking about it now, it's a dumb thing to think about being like, wow, I can't even imagine the fear of being successful. Cause like, say like, keep saying in your head, it sounds stupid. Your fear, you're, you're afraid you're, of success. You're, you're afraid like, yeah. of success, but like, I get it. I understand where you're coming no, from. I think that is definitely a problem yeah, for a lot it, of people. It is a lot of, because it, it, it doesn't, it's not that you're afraid of success. You're afraid of how it's going to affect you. Your fear of success, you're afraid of how it's going to affect you in that moment. Like you're going to sit there and be like, should I even be doing this right now? Because what's, what, do I want to go through this? Like if I get successful, do I want to go through this? And like in that moment, boom, you're already doubting yourself. You're already putting more pressure on yourself. Especially considering how many people tell you as you're, you know, talking about your passions and dreams that are like, oh, don't get a job in something that you love because you'll end up, you'll hating, end up it. hating it. Yeah. So you're like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't go forward with this. And it's always the people that kind of blindly charge into whatever it is that they want to do. And they're not, cons they don't, they almost don't even think about success versus failure. Yes. They're just like, no, this is a thing that I'm going to do. And they do it. And they gain a following and they just kind of like roll with it. They're they're just really, I don't know, they're really adaptable type people. And that always impressed me. And then I I have moments where I'm like, I think about things too much to be able to do that. Yeah. So. No, and like that's the thing though. But like honestly, like, I mean, I'm not trying, like, don't get me wrong. I would love if AV Underground like took off and be hugely successful. But like that's the thing. I felt like, I feel like that's what we would need. If like just randomly AV Underground just boom, one day all of a sudden we're one of the top podcasts and then like me and you would have to just be, me and you would just be sitting in the studio right now scrambling, ah, like what do we do now? <laughs> and like, yeah. but like at the same time, I feel like we would learn from that and like we'd get so much better from that. That's what I'm actually excited for. The more that I think about it and the more that I like put the, like the fear of success behind me and think about, well, okay, I want to find better ways to improve the podcast. I want to find cooler things that we can do that are more fun and engaging. I want to find better ways to connect with our community. So like, there's so many things that I'm really excited about that we're not at that stage yet. Yeah. Like we're not at the the kind of backing to be doing all sorts of like super big things like I want to do as the time goes on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, okay, well, I'll keep those ideas. I'll write them down and they can be fun things we'll that we work, do we'll a little bit later on. We'll work towards them. But uh, speaking of which, we're going to take a brief break to uh, bring you, I want to say word from our sponsors, but it's not really word from our sponsors, bring you these important messages and we'll be right back. 
Support for AV Underground comes from our Patreon backers. If you like our work and want to help make sure we continue making podcasts for years to come, check out the Yeah Dude Patreon and become a backer for as little as $1 a month. Your contributions help us pay for things like web hosting for our site and our podcast, equipment maintenance, and all the other costs of production. That's patreon.com backslash yadude, or follow the link in the description. Thanks for listening to AV Underground. Stay awesome and keep creating. Welcome back, everyone. So I wanted to hop into uh, a conversation a little bit about finance. So, which actually is something that I've wanted to touch on for a long time, like since I started the YouTube channel, I was initially going to create this little segment called finance fantasy, video game related, um, but talking kind of relating to people how to be more financially responsible, because I feel like a lot of people don't want to acknowledge the bank account, because it's a scary thing to do. Oh, it's a terrifying thing. Because you always feel like you're going to end up in a situation where you're like, okay, I have this much money and I owe twice that in bills. So like, why am I even looking at it? It's just depressing. Student student debt, anything. Uh, But I bring that up because I've spent the last, oh geez, since even before I started the channel, a lot of the like luxury type stuff that I purchased for studio sake has been, it's been a weird thought process back and forth with, you know, is this beneficial? Is this not beneficial? And I want to bring this up because I'm sure there are people out there one of the things that you get caught up in right off the bat when you get into content creation, or at least a lot of people do, it's kind of the trap you fall into, is getting fancy gear, the gear, the equipment, and whatever. And a lot of people get caught up in that. And I want to talk a little bit about how I've come to handle it and the problems that I've had in the past. So before I ever started Yeah Dude Gamers, and I was in trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, I was really wanting to get into game development. So game programming and whatnot. That's what I went to college for in the first place and then ran out of money and ended up in that whole situation. So, But I found that because I was working a decent factory job and it paid well and I had extra spending money every week beyond my bills and whatnot, I found that I bought a lot of things I really didn't need. And it was a lot of stuff that was like, oh, hey, this uh, I could buy a license for this software for game making and I could buy these things and i had like five or six different software licenses for different types of game making software but i never used any of them yeah some of them were just because they i bought them and they weren't that great (laughs) so i've spent a lot of money on things that i have never used and i feel like starting up with yeah dude i did a lot of the same kind of thing where i bought gear that i was like oh i need all these fancy things and i ended up not using them or not needing them for anything so now I have a much deeper process I have to go through and it's yeah. a little bit painful because a lot of my problem was I see a thing and I'm like, I need that thing. And then I click buy that thing and then all of a sudden it's at my door. And now I try, okay, I have a thought. I want this thing. I'm going to put it on a list. And if I still want it tomorrow and I can justify the reasoning behind it, then I'll worry about it. Yes. Because it's very easy to just browse around and be like, oh, I obviously need studio lighting. Oh, I obviously need like all these fancy rigs for everything. I obviously I need a really nice shotgun mic like that'd be even better. Clearly, I need to get some like foam boards to soundproof the studio clearly. And it's like there's so much stuff that for those that can't haven't seen the studio or not aware of where we record, there's a lot of um, clutter in the room. I'm just going to call it clutter like it's I put things on the wall specifically to dampen sound, which is why there's so much collectible stuff mounted all over the place. But I haven't actually purchased soundboards or anything. This is not an acoustically treated space. Yeah. 
I haven't dumped the money into it because I'm like, I have a lot of trinkets and things that can fill space and reduce the uh, echo. And that's worked out fine. But I did have a moment when I was like, I had added a bunch of acoustic foam to my my list of things to buy. And eventually I I was like, why? Why would, where am I going to use this? And like, it's one of those things too. And like, I'll take it from and take experience from me. I feel like people think like before they get into stuff like this, they think like, once I get the gear, then I'm going to, then I'm going to be motivated or inspired to do it. And that is not the case. Take it from me. I bought when I, when I, before this is two years before I recorded my first podcast, I wanted to get into podcasting and I was like, I'm going to get into podcasting this week. What do I need? Look up the gear. Oh, I need an audio mixer. I'm going to buy that $150 audio mixer right now. And, uh, have I used that audio mixer? No, I have not. So like it's in like it did. Cause I thought the same thing. I was like, once I get all the gear then I'm going to be inspired to learn how to do this, that wasn't the case. And yeah, you all, <laughs> I always think that like once I have the the equipment, I'll be inspired to do that. I mm. thought the same thing about the getting a DSLR. Yeah. Once I have a DSLR, I'll be very inspired to go out and do things mm. because I won't look like some chump with his cell phone. Yeah. But you're not. Then you become very self conscious about the fact that your skill level doesn't. You don't feel like your skill level matches yes. the equipment. So, so then you then the you last general. thing you want is to get called out. Like oh why are you you don't even know how to use that thing. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's like seeing a 16 year old borrowing daddy's Ferrari. <laughs> And you're like, you think you know how to use that thing, but you have no idea what you're dealing with. Yeah. Like, so it's one of the, it's just one of those things that to look. I really say like we should tell our audience just look out for. It. And like it's 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 one of those honest. You have to have an honest moment with yourself. But I feel like we're all we're all human beings here. We all have to have those moments. And like yes, that is that is one of the, if for people who are just getting into it, be wary of that. There's so much when I think when it comes to the creative community. There's so much brutal honesty with yourself that you have to have. It's terrible. It's almost painful. Every day I wake up and think of something. Because like I said in the first half of this, when I had that moment, and it's taken me this long to get to that point, which I feel a little embarrassed about, but it's just because like I haven't had anyone along my way to kind of hold me down and be like, stop changing what you want to do. And you you eventually start thinking more and more. Actually, it was something I thought was interesting that um, – Casey Neistat started doing a podcast, which, you know, bless the man, but (laughs) I've been listening to it because it's good. Like everything else that he does, it's good. But one of the things that he brought up that I found really useful was that he was talking about how his life has changed doing a daily vlog because of how recording himself on camera and then having to edit himself. So he's watching himself from kind of an external perspective Yeah, and seeing a lot of the way that he acted. He was like, I was able to pick up on a lot of things that I didn't like about myself and kind of work on them from there. So it's almost I like some people would think of it as narcissistic, but it's also very therapeutic it is. because you can find things. I used to take a lot of time when I was growing up like once a week or once a month, I would find a quiet space and sit for an hour and just contemplate my interactions with other people and try and find pieces of my personality that I didn't like Mm -hmm. and think of ways to alter them because I didn't want to just like fall into some sort of default mode and be the type of person that thinks I'm really funny, but I'm really just a jerk to everyone around me. It's also, it's also good to like make your personality versatile, especially for something like this when like you need to be entertaining or you need to, you need to have some creativity. Yeah. I honestly, like you said, people might, people might listen to be like, you guys are sounding real narcissistic right now, but it's not, it's not the case. It's really a matter of you can, I feel like you can improve your personality if you make it versatile. 
and like you can yeah and i've started working on a lot of things because for the last year i've had to listen to and edit myself for this week in gaming and with av underground i listen to our conversations both for the editing purposes as well as once they're exported and whatnot i listen to our podcast on the way to work mm-hmm. not because i love to hear myself talk no nope, because i really need <laughs> i need to know if i missed certain things so that i can catch them fix them and work from there human beings are very very good at making improvements to things that already exist when you're trying to start something that doesn't exist you first have to create it terribly so that you can look at it from an outside perspective make your corrections critique it and then do it again exactly and that's the entire creative process i feel is like starting somewhere that no one started before somewhere (laughs) terrible even if other people are doing the same thing like you're gonna start you're not gonna be good at it it's just one of those things just how it is and if you i mean bless you if you do start and you're pretty good at it like like it's only up from there it's only up from there. You're only going to continue getting better. And to bring up again, I was watching a live stream that Markiplier did because he finally finished signing those 35,000 calendars. <sighs> and he had one of his deep, thoughtful Markiplier moments. And he was talking about, um, which kind of saved me the the process of having to try and get a hold of the busiest man on the internet and ask him for an interview. <laughs> but how we had talked about when we started this podcast of wanting to get people that were experienced content creators on and see if those pressures of new content creators ever go away. And you're like, okay, I'm happy with where I'm at. And he was talking a little bit about how he thought prior to going to, um, I think it was VidCon with uh, all the YouTube creators or whatever convention it was that he had gone to for YouTube that he was pretty satisfied with where he was at. And he was like, yeah, I think I could just I could shut down the channel tomorrow and I'd be okay with it. He's like, I'm not going to, but I feel like I'm finally at a point where, yeah, I've had my time. I've done, I've done great things. And he's like, and then I went to that convention and meeting all the people and talking to everyone and getting so inspired. He's like, I'm just inspired to make it better now. So it's one of those things. I don't think you ever get to a point where you're not going to continue improving. Mm. Uh, I mean, even with this podcast, we'll get to a point where like I'm down to, okay, the audio sounds beautiful. This is exactly how we have our mid rolls and end credits and everything else formatted. This is how we do things. And it'll it'll get more streamlined. But I don't think it's ever going to stop improving because we'll always find more things we want to introduce to it. Or once we have one podcast, you know, polished to a gem, we'll be like, okay, well, now that that one's like running real smooth, we'll start another one. And it's just going to end up like that where we're going to have like 5, 10, 15 shows all on this network. Maybe it's going to expand to the point where they all need their own Podbean account. I don't know. There are a lot of people that do that, but it's not something feasible for us right now. But and that's another thing, like going back around a little bit to the. Uh, justifying what I can and cannot spend money on. Um, There have been times like holidays and things like that. Anyone that has a big family for holidays and you end up like, oh, Christmas, I got, you know, gift cards and maybe not gift cards. That's probably a bad example. But like because gift cards are you have to spend it in a certain place. But if you get like cash from family members and you're in a position like, you know, myself just coming out of college, I'm already broke. Like, (laughs) Until I get the good career, things start really taking off. You know, I'm very used to living broke. So I'm used to pinching pennies and doing whatever I can. And like, I feel almost guilty sometimes when I end up making investments for the studio. When tax season came around and I was like, I have a whole list of things I want to get for the studio. You know, we need new microphone stands. We need a new audio board because the one we were using is just not great. 
it wasn't garbage, but it was really yeah. not great. And we could do better with better equipment. And so I had a whole list of things that I wanted and I had to run through that list like a dozen times going, okay, do we really need this or do I just really want this? Is this something we're going to use frequently enough to justify its existence, its purchase? Yeah. Um, a weird thing that actually with people talking about like buying expensive t-shirts and it's going to tie back in, but <laughs> it's one of the things, the hard and fast rules I've got with clothing now or with almost anything I buy is like say you go out to buy a t-shirt and the t-shirt's like 50 bucks and you're like jesus christ that's a really expensive t-shirt yeah maybe it's a high quality like material maybe it's no like a brand that's known to be a really good quality t-shirt it's gonna last a while silk it's, it's gonna last for a while my thought with buying pretty much anything is like okay if i were to spend 50 dollars on a shirt am i gonna be able to able to or planning on wearing that shirt more than 50 days which would make it a dollar a day for its use if it outlives that, fantastic. It was worth the investment. And I've had to think about that with a lot of things like shoes. When I go to buy shoes, I'm like, I could get like cheap $10 shoes at Walmart, but the soles are going to tear out from them, mm -hmm. you know, within a few months. Or I could spend a little more on shoes. And if I'm like, okay, if I want a good set of like Doc Martens for 100 and some odd dollars, am I going to get more than 100 and some odd consecutive days of use out of these shoes? Would they be worth it? Or are they not going to last that long? And so I have to think to myself, like when buying an audio board, you know, it, are we going to get enough use out of this to justify the price for having it? If not, don't buy it. It's plain and simple because I've got too much crap that I had accumulated and I've kind of I've thankfully working with creatives over the last few years. I've had an opportunity to see people that could actually use the stupid things that I bought that I'm not using and kind of like redistribute things where it needs to go. So I'm I'm kind of down now to just the stuff that I'm actually utilizing. Yeah. But it's a very easy trap to fall into where you're like, oh, I obviously need these things. And you really don't. You Some, don't. A lot of the time you don't. It's the brutal honesty you have to have. But you also have to be able to say, okay, I definitely do actually need this. And I you see that a lot too in like businesses. Because I know when I was working at uh, at Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts there, th sometimes equipment fails. And you're like, they should really replace this. It would make my job so much easier. But then management goes, yeah, but that machine doesn't make us money. We can st we're still making just as much with that machine being broken. So just deal with it. Yep. It's not that important. It's not a high priority to fix. Which, you know, is one of the reasons they're still in business and making money. But at the same time, it's like... I don't want that to be how I run things here. Yeah, exactly. I want to be able to like people can know, okay, we need something to make things better. We need to get that something and find a way to make things better. So that's why now my process is like, okay, I think I need a thing. Let me set that on my wish list on Amazon for a while and I'll, I'll think it over Yeah. because I don't want to, and I put it on like a private wish list. I don't even put it public because that way people that, if they're looking at my Amazon wish list for like the holidays or something, they don't accidentally end up like, oh, he really wants this. And then they buy it. And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> see, I was debating on that, though. And then I came to the conclusion just yesterday that I don't need this. And now you've bought it for me. Uh, and now I feel weird. bad. So it's it's one of those things. It takes a little bit of thinking, but I can't overthink things either. I've, I've been thinking about a lot of different acquisitions that I wanted to make over the last while. You know, Podbean was something that I didn't take lightly when I was thinking about, do we pay for hosting uh -huh, yep. or do we continue doing things for free? Um, the Adobe suite, when I picked that up, like that was a, a battle between like, oh, when we can do some things for free, why would I pay money when I can do things for free? And it's, it's a lot of stuff that it's turned out to be really useful and it's made, yeah. it's made life easier. So that's my my tip to people who are wondering whether you should uh, 
purchase things to help further your cause or not. Yeah. Just don't don't oh, I like don't know how to word it, but like don't overthink. Don't I uh, don't not think about it, but like focus on what you're thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> put some real put some real so like I my own like I'm one of those people like your whole thing sounded like a like budgeting, which is like always a smart thing. Like I'm I'm a terrible math person, so I don't do great with budgets. But my whole thing, my always motto, it's like the easiest motto in life is just sleep on it. Like I'm always one of those people if I'm very like because like you say, you can wake up the next day and realize, oh wow, that was definitely heat of the moment. I needed that. And then heat of the moment's over and you realize, eh, no, don't think so. So it's like it's like buying a puppy, right? You know how like my girlfriend every day talks about buying a puppy because she's in heat of the moment. But then we wake up the next day and she's talking about buying a puppy because it's the next day. But, you know, for that split second, she <laughs> forgot about buying that puppy. So my whole my whole thing is exactly that. Just like focus on what you're thinking about and don't overthink it because it's just going to make it worse. And don't, don't stress too. Just don't stress too much about it. But like you really... I feel like the more you do it, the more those decisions become easier to make. They definitely have been. I found that less and less as time goes on, I actually buy things for recreational purposes because like I, I live and exist in a world that is video game centered. Yeah. So do I play video games for recreational purposes for enjoyment? Yes. Do I also play them because I want to either write reviews on them or, you know, get screen caps or do a video or something? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. That's honestly the forefront of my thought whenever I buy a game now is like, oh, well, how can I use this to help further what I'm doing? And that's that leads me right back into wondering if I've forgotten how to chill. <laughs> have I forgotten how to play games for fun? Uh, I like to say no, because yeah. I still have a lot of fun playing games. And I still I have certain games that I play that I just I don't think about streaming them. I don't think about making videos. It's just I want to play this because I want to play this. Yeah. And that's about it. Me and you should do that sometime, you know, for the audience. We mean you can just chill out, play a video game together. And we see, can do that. Yeah. And see what happens. Actually, our, uh, we have the option. I need to do a little more exploring because it's something I'm just now getting into. But we do have the option to do a live stream for our Patreon supporters. Ooh. So maybe we'll have to look into that too. do a tier where like once a month we'll uh, we'll do a live stream where you and I just like play a video game and talk to the audience. Yeah. Just kind of chill and relax. Hopefully I'm able to chill and relax. <laughs> yeah, but to say hopefully we're both <laughs> able to actually chill and relax. Uh, so I think that's pretty much all I've got going for today. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of plans coming up for next week, though. Today was just kind of a, a real rambly, unwindy episode. This week has been but, so chaotic for me yeah. with like graduation rehearsal followed by graduation middle of the week. And then this that. weekend with the two gatherings and I had so much going on. That's why we're here on Sunday rather than yeah. recording on a Saturday like we usually do is make everything was everyone. so chaotic. And of course, that's battling back and forth with like, uh, I feel I feel not well. And, yep. and back yeah, of my mind's always like six hours off. Yeah. Back of my mind's like, how do you just curl up in bed and do nothing? But then realizing that the only way I get to feel better is getting out there and doing what I want to be doing and talking to people and having a good time. Yep. So you just, it's one of those. They got to fight through it. Just fight through it. Yep. So I mean, this yeah, this was this was a rather casual episode. I feel like I feel like we took a couple minutes to really get our footing going down. But I know this kid, this turned out into a real. I feel a really good episode. I feel it was just a mess. I feel I'm like happy we, with the things we were able to. Cover. I feel like we need to have these moments where like we really are just brutally honest with our audience and being like, yeah, we we don't always have advice for everything, but here's what we're feeling right now. And I really feel like that's what this episode was. Yeah, I, this is gonna be more of a. If you guys have advice for us in regards to some of the topics we've discussed today, like definitely leave that in the comments below because. Yeah boy would we like to hear from you uh or you can shoot us an email yadudegamers at gmail.com that's y-e-a-h-d-u-d-e-g-a-m-e-r-s 
if at you, Gmail. If you want to just tell us about, you, maybe you're experiencing the same thing that we are, and you just want to tell us about it, and maybe that'll may help you feel even better. Oh, we'll, please. We'd love just to hear go, it. Go down those comments and be like, yeah, me too. <laughs> If that's, that's all, all we our, need. If that's all our comment section is, I would I would be completely I'd be content with, with that. Uh, we're not always here with solutions, but we are when we try. We we try to be when we can be. Yeah. This week is just kind of uh, here's what we're experiencing, and hopefully we'll be able to follow up and give you guys some more super advice yeah. on that. Yeah. Going forward. But I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, make sure you definitely make sure you turn into next week. I mean, all we've had some great episodes, but I feel like this one has the potential to be a real great. I'm real very excited. Episode. We're having a very special guest on next week. I'm not going to drop any names. You'll find out who when it happens. If you're not already following this podcast on Podbean or TuneIn or uh, not Stitcher, we're not there yet. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your podcast, definitely follow. You're not going to want to miss next week's episode. That being said... That's all I had to talk about this yeah, week. I guess we'll see them next week. We'll see you guys again next week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you then. Keep creating. See ya. AV Underground is a production of YDG Studios and is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters, Eileen Hubbard and For Love of Nerd. Our intro music is Nine to Thrive by Culla. Find out more about Culla by visiting Culla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yeahdudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode. AV Underground is hosted by MJ Wasson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.